Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Reality Podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV, including Big Brother, Survivor, The Challenge, and more. My name's Champagne, and I am joined with my co-host, Slate, and we are back with another challenge, Double Agents Recap and Review for Episode 7. In this week's episode, we saw some pretty disappointing gameplay. However, we saw multiple fights break out between the challengers. So Champagne, get us started. How did this episode open up? So we open up the challenge with repercussions of Jay and Teresa's actions last week. They decided to blindside the entire house. Cam, Ashley, you know, tethered partners, Corey, Kyle, and also Leroy. Leroy and Cam are a couple. If you're going to upset Cam, you're going to upset Leroy. So we open up with them just confronting Jay and obviously talking about how upset and betrayed they are by Jay. Yeah, I mean, I am a Jay and Teresa fan. However, I feel like they could have handled this uh, situation differently. They said that they wanted to use Cam as a way to get Ashley out, but why they didn't just tell them ahead of time, I don't know. It felt a little bit unnecessary in the sense that it kind of upset everyone. The only reason everyone was so upset was because they lied and because they didn't give them a heads up. I feel like Cam is someone who has such a great elimination record. She probably would not have been as upset as she was and her allies probably would not have been as upset as they were had Jay and Teresa given them that heads up that you guys are going to be going down. Absolutely. And I kind of saw Corey and Kyle's perspective because you know you never know it could have been a guy's elimination and even tj gave that teaser saying it's especially important for the guys but it was actually a girl's elimination so i guess you go down never knowing it could have been a guy's elimination and it could have been Corey going up against kyle yeah, so I really understand the frustration, but I mean, once again, like this is the kind of game that you should expect. Blindsides like this are going to happen, but I mean, when you get blindsided, you got to roll with the punches. But I mean, if I was in their shoes, I'd probably be a little bit upset, especially because Jay had told Kyle, I will tell you, don't worry, bro, like you're not going in, and then he still put him in. So it can cause a lot of frustration within the house, and it, it makes sense why it all backfired in their face like that. And it's a part of the game. I mean, we see blindsides in Survivor. We see blindsides in Big Brother. But it's one of those things where you swing, but you better not miss. <laughs> yeah, and in a show like Survivor or Big Brother, when there's blindsides like that, they go home, right? Like, if it was like Survivor and they had voted Cam out, she wouldn't have came back to get her vengeance. Obviously, she has her partners who would have been just as upset, but it's a different kind of game in the sense that she was able to compete and save herself and got her gold skull, which is what she wanted and what everyone should want to achieve because there's such few opportunities to get that gold skull. And it worked out in Cam's favor. I mean, she got her gold skull and that's all you need for the final. So it ended up working out for her. But next we go into the scene of Teresa. She's, you know, plotting with CT, talking about the finals. And, you know, this is foreshadowing what's going to be an actual great issue coming up later in the episode. But, you know, CT talks about if anyone in a final, I don't want to see Darrell. And I don't blame him. Darrell is an OG. Every single final he's been to, he's won. He's won four straight finals in a row. Darrell is an absolute beast. And so I don't discredit CT for saying that. Yeah, I don't blame CT at all in the sense that in a, a game like the challenge, you want to be getting out all of those big threats as early as possible. Because at the end of the day, it's not a strategic game. 
at the end, it's a physical end game and a mental-ish end game. So it's kind of smart to keep people like Devin, maybe keep people like Kyle that you think you can beat in the, in a final and then get out those people like Darrell that you think would be difficult to beat in a final. And it's funny because we see Teresa go along with it. She's a part of the plotting process. She is fully on board with trying to go after uh, Darrell and get him out. Yeah, and I think Teresa's just trying to mend fences. I feel like she doesn't have a lot of allies in the game. She's betrayed a lot of people. And so CT, you know, he I mean, he's caused a little drama, but he seems to be very um not towards one side of the other. He's been on the DL. Yeah, he he's been chilling this season. Right. Ever since the first episode, you know, they plotted to get CT and Wes out. After that episode, CT's been on the down low, and I think that's been his strategy. I mean, he is one of two winners left in the game, him and Darrell. And so I think he's been playing this low-key game. Yeah, it's worked in his favor so far that he personally himself has never had to go into an elimination. He's been put down there, but it wasn't a guy's day that day. So, I mean, it's been working for him. And at this point for him, he needs to get a gold skull and get out his competitors to get to the end. That's what he needs to focus on is to get out those bigger threats and focus on what's going to help benefit him once he reaches that final and how he can reach the final the best. Uh, And he has a pretty good partner in Big T that's, I think, helping him with that political game in the sense that she was able to pull off a big move a couple weeks ago when they were the double agents. So I think he's in a pretty solid spot and it's not a bad idea for him to be talking with Teresa. However, Teresa is on the bottom of the house. As you said, she kind of doesn't have a lot of friends. Her and Jay ostracized themselves by by lying to everyone the week before and not just being straight up and saying, hey, I'm putting you down in there. Prepare yourself for an elimination. Right, absolutely. And then in the next scene, which is interesting because... We haven't seen Corey and Fessy really mutually talk ever since Fessy kind of betrayed them. And, you know, we've seen arguments, but we never saw them like, hey, sit down and kind of work this out. But it, I don't know. It was kind of interesting take. You know, they decide to talk things out and Fessy, quote unquote, apologizes. But his apology isn't really an apology. You know, he talks about him being an introvert all his life and how he's very misunderstood, his actions and demeanor are misunderstood, but he doesn't really seem like much of an apology as much as an excuse for his actions. I don't know. I feel like Fessy's someone who just, he doesn't really like process his actions and like how it could affect other people. Um, I think he sees himself as a little, maybe a little bit better than other people. So when he was talking to him, it was kind of just like, yeah, like I'm a little bit shy. Like I don't like, I'm not an extrovert. But I I just don't get how... It wasn't really a connect between what the situation was. The situation was not that Corey was upset that he was quiet or that he was coming off as cocky. It's a reality show. People are going to be like that. But he was more upset with the fact that he blindsided him, he backstabbed him, and it seemed like Fessy wasn't really acknowledging that as much as he should. He kind of was just trying to get Corey back on his side. Right, and Corey was, he was debating. He was like, do I believe this? Do I trust him again? But, you know, he said, for the game's sake, let's just stay neutral. You know, we don't have to be best friends, but we don't have to be against each other, which I think is smart. You know, Fessy has his gold skull, um, just to stay neutral. 
Yeah, I agree. That's how we saw it unfold. And we saw Kyle, he was witnessing it from afar, trying to be like, no, Corey, don't do it. Don't listen. But I mean, it's not a bad idea to at least pretend like you want to be friends again in a game like that. Like it's fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So I know Corey is doing the right thing by saying, okay, yeah, whatever, I'm over it. But in his mind, still being conscious of what Fessy is capable of. Uh, but right after that scene, we move in to the daily challenge, which was called Aerial Take down basically this challenge we saw heats of people on top of a giant cargo net underneath the helicopter flying in the air and the last one standing on that net wins and the fastest one in their heat wins double agent for the week and it was pretty lackluster performance from most of the men because they were scared they wanted to let the women do their dirty work because the men just sat there and they both groups timed out only one man fell down from the cargo net the whole time Ugh, let's just talk about the disappointment of the entire episode. <laughs> so let's talk about the heats. Four heats, five people each. We got five women, five men, five women, five men. So in the first heat, we have Casey, Big T, Cam, Anissa, and Nani. And Anissa was the first one to fall off. And then, you know, Casey and Cam, they kind of team up to get off Big T. Casey goes, you know, Cam, you're strong, but... I'm stronger. And Casey takes down Cam. And then we got Nani versus Casey. And I, I'm a big Nani fan. I love Nani. I really want to see her do well, do good. But at the end of the day, Casey wins. And then the second heat, Kyle, Fessy, Darrell, Nam, Devin. I mean, talk about absolutely nothing. Like they were just at a standstill. No movement at all. And it was just a disappointment to see from a fan's perspective. You see all these OGs. You see Darrell and you really want to root for him. I mean, you get Fessy talking about this big game. Kyle and Devin, they got their skulls. And Nam, which we want to see him compete. We want to see, you know, he's a rookie. We want to see him compete and just an absolute standstill. I don't understand why they were all so scared. Like, Nam, he said he was scared because he didn't want to have a target on his back. Why would you get a target on your back for competing in a competition that you signed up to compete in? It does not make any sense to me. Like, I get it if you came out, came at them in a game way, you put them down into elimination, you voted for them, that's a different story. But throwing them off of the cargo net so you can win safety yourself or win the opportunity to have power in the game, no one's going to fault you for that. But he just kind of... He's trying to play under the radar, low level game, but I really think something like that is gonna it's gonna come back to bite him if he keeps playing this way. And it just it was just so disappointing. Like you saw Devin say, "Hey, I'm a logical guy. Probably not gonna win this." So why didn't Devin think of a strategy? Hey, let's team up and let's try to get someone out. But just absolutely nobody. And so then we see the third heat was also really interesting. Let's talk about Teresa cutting deals. Uh, while the guys were finishing up their first heat, she was trying to, to talk to people, try and be like, oh, yeah, like sometimes you gotta ch pick and choose your fights. Like she wasn't trying to explicitly say that they should throw it, but she was trying to say that they should throw it. And the only person that was kind of catching on to it was Amber B. Where, where has she been? Finally, six episodes in, she shows her face on screen. And she's, she's talking about how she's not going to throw the challenge. And I guess people have different perspectives. But I remember I texted you when this was happening saying, like, just shut up, Amber B. Like, I mean, that's kind of rude, I guess. But because I wanted Teresa to win, I really liked Teresa. And I knew that her and Jay were in trouble. And I saw her trying to do her thing. But I mean, I guess after seeing that lackluster performance from the men, Amber was the only one who was smart enough and bold enough to be like, no, screw you. I'm doing what I want to do. And I, I want to win. 
Right. And she knew her and Jay were in trouble and she was trying to orchestrate her win in advance. So you got Teresa, Amber B, Amber M, Gabby and Lolo. And you know, they're all kind of thinking about it. And literally when they get on that cargo net, Teresa comes close and she just says, get off, jump, go. And you see Lolo jump off. It worked. And Amber jumped off and Gabby jumped off. And honestly, I respect Amber B a lot for being like, hey, I came to the challenge to compete. So what am I going to do? Compete. And I'm not going to throw challenges. I don't know. I see both sides. I see how it was a strategic play by Teresa. I see it and I appreciate it. But I also see it from Amber's perspective where it's like, no, I'm not going to just lay down and die. I'm going to fight. And it ended up working for Amber B because Teresa ended up not winning. Yeah, and I know I said that I was unhappy by what she was doing, but like, it makes sense. If I was in her shoes, I'd be doing the same thing because she was smart enough to sniff out that she could have been on the line or her partner could have been on the line. Earlier in the episode, Teresa and CT were explicitly saying that they wanted her partner out. So it's not a surprise that she wanted to defend herself and her partner. Right, I like how you brought that up because, you know, if she's hearing her name and she's hearing Darrell's name, her partner, why would she not compete for safety? You know, if she thinks that she might be on the line for elimination, why don't you want to win so you have the choice of going down there or not? So then right after uh, Teresa is the last one standing in her heat, we move over to the guy's final heat. Uh, And once again, same performance. We only see Michi fall and everyone else just chills kind of. They're just sitting there. So once again, a pretty lackluster performance. We saw TJ was not happy with them. The girls were not happy with them. The viewers were not happy with them. Overall, it was just not a good performance. Well, the fourth heat, we at least saw a tiny bit of movement. You know what I mean? As the first guy heat, we absolutely saw no movement at all. Jay was fighting for it. And I respect that so much. Jay was fighting for it. He was trying to get Leroy off. Leroy was like, hey, you coming for me? I'm coming for you. And then Michi just falls out of nowhere. But I mean, at least we saw a little bit of fighting. But yeah, just overall, I mean, they all got disqualified. So it didn't end up mattering at all in the end so yeah once that challenge finished we saw the guys no guy was even in the running to win so it was down between casey and Teresa, and it was split between one second and that's pretty crazy because had amber b not been holding on had she had she let go just one second earlier Teresa and jay would have been safe and jay would not be at home right now on the other side of things, Casey won by just one second, keeping herself and Leroy as the double agents for the week. Yeah, we keep seeing all these close daily challenges. I mean, we saw Big T and CT win by five seconds. And then last week, Jay and Teresa, it was pretty close between them and Corey and Ashley. And now we see one second. It's really close. So I, I respect it in that matter. After the daily challenge, they're back at the house and we see Amber B, you know, she's frustrated. She didn't want to throw the challenge. She thought her name was out on the line and she's talking to Nani about this and Nani is agreeing with her and now Amber B feels like she has a target on her back for not following these vets rules. I mean, it makes sense why she did what she did. Like, she's been very relevant the whole season. And she wants to compete. She doesn't want to just sit there and let other people win. When she was in Big Brother, she barely won anything. So she really had no power in her previous reality show experience. So I could see why she wants to compete and why she wants to win. 
And we're pretty far into the season, not too far, but I mean, we're in that middle part of the season where people want to set themselves up for success. So it's not surprising. Teresa kind of handled it in the wrong way. I think if Teresa had taken a different approach, maybe Amber would have been a little bit more receptive, but we saw that that's not how it unfolded. Oof, and then let's go into the club scene where just Teresa just goes off. She just keeps picking this fight with Amber B over this master plan. You know, Amber B says there was this whole master plan to get Darrell and I, and I don't know, maybe something with the editing. I don't remember who started saying, who started the grapevine of this master plan. I don't remember CT really talking about it much, but um, it must have gone around the house about Amber B and Darrell being the talked about names, and Teresa just goes off. And Amber B, we saw in Big Brother too, she's just a very quiet person, more introverted. She's not the type of person just to create an argument. So I didn't see Amber B going off. I didn't really see her to really react to that. You know, she's a very smart player. She knows Teresa's looking for me to react to this. She's looking for a reaction. So I'm just not going to give her that reaction. I'm not going to give her that satisfaction. And I mean, it kind of fizzled out. It did fizzle out, but I think it's just because Amber walked away. Like, they were beefing, they were in that club scene, and Teresa was kind of ostracized from everyone else, and Jay Loki too. They knew they were on the bottom, they knew they had to win that challenge, and then Teresa's behavior did not help at anything, so it kind of just ostracized themselves even more. Yeah, Teresa just keeps putting this target on her back, and unfortunately, she's tied to Jay, so whatever happens to Teresa, that also goes back on Jay, and that's what's hard about having these pairs versus being solo is you have a liability. Your partner is a liability to your game, and that could be a make-or-break situation. So I really felt bad because, you know, this was a guy's elimination, so Teresa's behavior fell a lot on Jay, and Jay had a, you know, target on his back too, but I just feel like it was more amplified in this episode. Exactly. And then moving on back into the house following that club scene, we saw Devin and Fessy beefing because Devin wants to go after that BB alliance. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, if you see this big, powerful alliance of people that none of them have gone home, it makes sense as to why you'd want to go after them, especially when a couple of them have some gold skulls. So it makes sense what Devin was trying to do. He was trying to paint the target. He was trying to get everyone else to see why they should go after them because Fessy had a target on his back for a little bit and then he kind of just fizzled back in and no one really cared anymore. So I could see why Devin was doing, I know we were talking earlier where you said it's a strategy and it's kind of a smart strategy what he's doing to try and paint that target onto the back and it gets a little bit physical. They both are getting a little bit angry and Anissa has to has to get in and say, hold up, you're my partner. If you're my partner, you can't be doing this. Same thing with Nani um, because Josh gets involved and Nani has to push Josh back and say, we're not doing this right now. You cannot be putting that target on our back. He was just doing exactly what Devin wanted him to do. And then Josh gets Fessy back a little bit. They all separate, they chill out a little bit, but then right after it, they start fighting once again. Devin and Josh go at it. So Josh threw that water on Kyle, which caused the fight to start all over again. And then Devin got involved himself because Devin, why would Devin not get involved in any kind of fight and controversy that's going on, especially because he hates Josh. Uh, we saw another fight happen because of that. Yeah, and I agree with the Big Brother Alliance. I mean, it's smart, and no one's really targeting them. And Devin starts saying, you know, he said it before, he does not like Big Brother players. And I see his point. I mean, Big Brother is literally a game of lying, manipulating, 
backstabbing, just very cunning players, they're very dangerous. And I feel like no one's really targeted that Big Brother Alliance. So, I mean, I see Devin's point and he's trying to create the drama to make sure everybody knows, hey, why aren't we going after this team? But man, it just escalates. You know, Kyle's friends with Devin. Then you got Josh, his friends with Fessy. So, you know, you fight with one person, you fight with their best friend. And we see multiple people just trying to break it up, say, hey, it's not worth it. He's trying to get a reaction out of you. Yeah, we talk about that strategy and we've seen it before where season eight, we see Evil Dick. I mean, he's called Evil Dick for a reason. He, his entire strategy was just to pick on people, you know, bully them, make sure that he causes a reaction out of him. And that's a strategy. We saw with Johnny Bananas for years. Johnny Bananas would pick on people, um, pick on Cara Maria, pick on Wes. We would see Wes terrorize other people. And it's a strategy. I don't know if it's well respected, but it's a strategy to try to get people riled up, try to get them to argue and paint a bigger target on their back. So I feel like he's trying to just stir the pot up. And I mean, it just escalates. We see them in each other's face and I'm just kind of surprised at how security was involved but not that involved. You see if this ever happened in Big Brother they would be eliminated immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah I mean we saw a physical fight but I think it's because shows like MTV or channels like MTV they kind of thrive on this kind of drama. I've said this before I I feel like a lot of the the drama on the challenge is a little bit over exaggerated and not as as serious as when it's on Big Brother. Like, if there's a fight on Big Brother, I'm, like, glued to my screen. But when this was happening, I was like, whatever. Like, this... Because this back-to-back fighting went on for what? Like, 15 minutes or, like, 10 minutes? It, it like, went on for a long time. It kind of, like, lost its, like, oomph, if you know what I mean. Right. We see Josh. He goes, you have three seconds to get away from me. And he starts counting out, and he goes, (laughs) three, two, one, and... You think Devin's going to move? Of course not. If someone says you have three seconds to get away from me, Devin's not the type of person to just walk away. He's going to escalate it. And we see that big push. And, you know, I've seen this before in the challenge, and I've seen people get eliminated or maybe just a warning. I was like, what if Josh is eliminated? I don't know. But, you know, in the challenge world, they've gotten way more strict than they did in the past with physical fighting, um... I mean, it wasn't necessarily physical fighting, but, you know, push, a throw, a shove. Yeah, it's all the same. (laughs) All right, so moving on from all of that unnecessary drama, we move into the deliberation. Uh, First things first, we saw Cam and Jay kind of fighting it out. I I understand Cam's frustration. She was blindsided last episode, and she's still here. She's saying, I got my gold skull. You you buck up, you go down and do it yourself. And I, I mean, it makes sense. She's kind of saying what her whole alliance is thinking. She's saying, you came after me, so I'm not afraid to come after you. Right. You know, Cam and Leroy made it a point. They said, we are coming after you, Jay, week after week until you go down, until you get eliminated. They made sure of that last week when they got blindsided. So, I mean, I feel like Jay had it coming and Jay's just trying to, cover it up trying to smooth it out but also I think Teresa did a lot of damage too you know talking about this whole master plan um Darrell gets into it and saying hey I heard my name being thrown around as this master plan and you know what Teresa does she throws it all on CT and CT is blindsided he's like why did you bring me into this (laughs) and you know he defends himself right 
I think it was a bad idea for her to do that because people are going to believe CT. So if she tries to throw CT under the bus, he's like, no, it was you who brought up that you wanted to go after Darrell. So right after he's able to deflect that off of him onto her, that target triples in size if it's not already big enough on her back. And it just kind of goes to show that the power and influence that CT has as that kind of veteran. Whereas Teresa's been gone for a while, she hasn't played in a while, uh, and then she comes back, she is just trying to play like a hardcore villainous game, I guess. And it's just not really working to her favor as much as it could have because we saw the result of what happened. Right. You know, in the secret vote, I only really saw two names being brought up, and that was Jay and Teresa, or that was Gabby and Devin. I mean, it kind of looked for like from the editing, it might have been a 50-50 split. But, um, you know, we saw in the deliberation that Jay and Teresa were the compromised agents, but get down to elimination. TJ has this big twist, and, you know, he's been upset. He says, you know, he's really disappointed. Nobody played their hearts out. They all just kind of sat there. This is not what the challenge is about. The challenge, you know, they have this big, extravagant daily challenges, and then nobody wants to participate. So... TJ goes, you know, if you're not here to compete, you don't deserve a vote. And at that point, I'm thinking, oh, this could really turn. Gabby and Devin could really go in. But then we find out that Jay and Teresa are still the compromise agents. Yeah, I mean, it confused me as to why they did this, because like, what's the criteria as to if you tried? Did Michi's vote count? Because he got thrown off. He was obviously, did Jay's vote count? Jay was moving around. Was it only people who didn't move? Like, how they didn't really define that criteria as to like whose vote counted and whose didn't. Was it no men, all women? It didn't make a lot of sense to me in the sense they should have given us a little bit more clarity as to whose vote was canceled out. Right. I was thinking that too because I'm like, it looked like Jay was targeting Leroy right away. And Leroy was like, well, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to try to get you off. So it looks like those two were the only two really competing. So I'm like, did those two get a vote? Did their votes count? Yeah, it was a little bit confusing to me because it didn't change anything either. Like, it was the same people that we saw two minutes ago that were the compromised agents. I was hoping for something, I was hoping for a big twist, but no, (laughs) nothing. I mean, I kind of like this because I think it's going to be put in place for future uh, competitions and future daily challenges saying, hey, if you don't participate, and as an audience, we don't like to see that. We don't like to see people just sit there and not compete. So I think this was kind of, in a way, a good sense to kind of say, hey, you throw a challenge, you don't get a vote. So, I mean, I think they might implement that more in the future. I mean, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. Um, but then following that, Jay and Teresa are the compromised agents. They get thrown down into the pit. And then Leroy has the choice to put himself in there because it's kind of assumed that it's a guy's elimination. And he throws himself down there for the same challenge we already saw five episodes ago. I I don't know why they just repeat the same challenge once again. But we see them strapped up against each other. And I was excited to see this. Yeah, so I don't think you knew this, Laith. This exact fire escape, Leroy's played in this elimination before. We've, I mean, we haven't seen it in like, what, 10 seasons, but once Leroy saw that, he's like, I'm gonna go down, and he actually won that elimination from 10 seasons ago. So right off the bat, I'm like, Leroy's gotta go in. He's already done this elimination before. He's already won this elimination. Like this, it would be a dumb move if he didn't put himself in. 
But I mean, watching it, it kind of looked neck and neck. Jay was doing an amazing job. You know, Leroy, he's got the length. He is so tall. That helps for an advantage, but. For sure. In a challenge like this, he's like at least half a foot taller than Jay. That's a huge advantage, especially, and he's way taller. So it's just, it's a huge advantage. And he, you saw he was flying. The whole challenge took less than one minute, which is crazy because when it was the girls' elimination, the first episode, it was nothing compared to this. I think both of them, amazing job. I think if Jay was paired against someone else, I think Jay could have honestly won it. And under a minute, that is so impressive. It was just right off the bat. They were, it was a really fun elimination to watch. Um, but towards the end, we see Leroy. He has a little bit of a jump and he ends up winning. And we see the crowd go wild. I mean, we see CT cheering so loud, Cam, his girlfriend. And I mean, it was kind of sad for Jay, but you know, Leroy says in all of his years of the challenge, that was his proudest moment when he won an elimination and he saw everybody cheering for him. I think it was just a very heartwarming moment to watch for Leroy because he said, you know, this is his last season of the challenge. Yeah, it was fun to watch. I mean, I, I was kind of clouded by the fact that Jay was getting sent home because I liked Jay. Jay was one of the few people I knew before watching this show. So I was pretty disappointed. But I mean, good for Leroy. He got his gold skull. But then after that, we see Jay get sent home. And obviously, Leroy was not switching to be with Teresa. Nobody wants Teresa as their partner. She is probably going to be the biggest target next week if her and Corey do not win. Uh, and then we saw her and Corey are the newest pair. And Corey just, you know, he talks about his curse. I mean, we talked about Tori going home and then Natalie going home and then Ashley going home. And man, Teresa, if it's a girl's day next week, she is number one target as far as right now. So if Corey loses another partner, man, I would feel so bad for him. But I think Leroy and Casey as a partnership, they've already won once before. I think they're a very strong team. Yeah, I know he was kind of looking up um, and Cam was like, stay with Casey, stay with Casey. And I think that's very smart because Casey, she's got the big brother alliance. And then you got Cam's partner, Kyle. Kyle's really close to Devin. So in a sense, that couple is kind of working the entire house because, you know, the big brother alliance is obviously against Devin, but Kyle and Devin are super close. So I think it's strategically really smart. I think they're in a very good position. They already know that they can run the final, and I don't think that they'll be targeted. I don't know. Yeah, but speaking of the future, let's move in to our final thoughts and predictions of this episode. Final thoughts, this episode, pretty boring. <laughs> there was some fights, but the main challenge that we saw was just dead. It was kind of quick. They, when the guys competed, as we said, they didn't do much. The fights seemed kind of overdramatic a little bit. And then we saw someone who we liked go home. So I'd give this episode like a D, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honest rating and I think we're gonna see Jay in the future seasons I really hope we do last season I felt so bad he got thrown in three times he actually won against CT and he got out from Rogan that had a medical DQ and Jay has just proven time and time again that he is a strong competitor and I really hope we see him on future challenges talking about predictions 
it's so interesting because normally you think there'd be the same amount of skulls on the girls and the guys, but this season has been so different. We got medical DQs, you know, people dropping out because of mental health issues. Yeah, so we got four gold skulls for the guys, and then we got two gold skulls for the females. So it's just really interesting. We got three more for the girls. I'm hoping Nani is one of them. Nani's just an OG that I just really, really root for. I think Lolo has a good chance at winning an elimination. We got a bunch of rookies left. We got Amber M, Amber B, Gabby, and I haven't seen much from them. I think Casey has a really good chance of winning an elimination. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, My biggest fear is that Lolo might never go into an elimination because people want to prevent her from getting the ability to get a gold skull. So I think she might just go home randomly from not getting a gold school. We haven't seen much of her this season besides her fight with Nam a couple episodes ago. Gabby, haven't seen much from her either. I'm scared the same thing might happen to her, that she might just lose in a quick elimination or she might get purged out. I could see Cam making it very far. She already has her gold school. I think Cam might make it to the final. I don't know if she'll win the final, but I could see her doing very well and making it to that final. My favorite team so far, they didn't get as much screen time as usual, but I still love Big T and CT. I still am rooting for them and hope they make it to the end. And I think they have a really good dynamic that could do really well to make it to the final and even win the final. Oh, I love them as a team. I'm always CT every single season. Love him. I just worry about Big T in an elimination. I mean, if it's physical, if it's something like a hall brawl, I really worry about Big T. But you never know who she's up against. She might be up against Amber M. She might be up against Gabby. But seeing that we saw the fire escape, I'm assuming they're going to repeat eliminations. So we might see a hall brawl again. I mean, that's just a classic. We might see the ring elimination. I think we're going to see repeated uh, eliminations. I hope not. That kind of is boring to me, but that wraps up uh, our challenge episode six recap and review. Let us know what you thought about this episode and what your predictions are for future episodes. We have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you like what you're hearing from us, guys, please leave a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love, love hearing from you guys. Yeah, so you can find me on TikTok at LOLLath. I know a lot of our listeners probably come from Champagne because she is a big reality uh, TikTok account, but I also make some pretty good TikTok content myself, so check that out. Uh, Thank you, Champagne. You can check out Champagne at All Things Reality. That's spelled normally, not reality. Uh, If you got any questions, you got comments, um, you didn't like my negative thoughts towards this episode, let us know. You want to see any future ideas, send us an email that is in the description, All Things Reality Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week with another challenge episode recap. And we have a reality rivalry special coming next week, so keep an eye out for that as well. Mm-hmm.